I um, passed out just a few outlines of my sermon. Uh, please don't um, take these for editorial things or <laughs> uh, spelling or uh, grammar or these are these are kind of like where I how I put things down and, and, and put that part of the sermon and then I go through and, and build it again and build it again and build it again. So you have, what I passed out is kind of like the initial, the initial outline that I try and, and uh, arrive at and then I go upon that. But there's a very important part that I uh, have here that I wanted you to have so that uh, possibly or you would be able to look back at it and remind yourself of it and uh, keep, it in, keep it in your mind. Now, if you didn't receive one of these, if you have a pencil, paper, please uh, feel free to take some notes. And the scripture that we have today, well, the, the title of my message is Embrace the Word. Embrace the Word. And we're reading from 1 John chapter 4, verses 4 to 6, and we're reading from the expanded uh, Bible. And I'll skip over some of it, but, uh, you know, if you can... Do you have the expanded or just the NIV? Uh, okay, the NIV is fine. It is, my dear children, you belong to God and have defeated them, meaning the Antichrist and the teachers, because God's Spirit who is in you is greater than the devil, who is in the world, um, greater than you than, than the devil who is in the world, and they belong to those who follow the devil. They belong to the world so that they say, so that what they say is from the world and the world listens to them. But we belong to God and those who know God listen to us, meaning to John who's writing this. But those who are not from God do not listen to or hear us. That is how we know, that is how we recognize the spirit that is true and the spirit that is false. So, as we look at this, we say, okay, what are we, how are we going to build, what are we going to build on here? Well, if we think of embracing, the word embrace means to hold something closely in your arms and to accept or support a belief willingly or enthusiastically. Amen. Thank you. So, <laughs> so we are embracing the word. <laughs> we are embracing. We are enthusiastically receiving something. And there are, some <clears throat> there are some particular truths that are in this section of Scripture that we need to really just embrace, hold on to enthusiastically, meaning we never, never let it go. So, <clears throat> embracing, of course, the Word is Christ, the Word made flesh and dwelt among us, God becoming man, and... Um, the writer of this is the, the uh, Apostle John, and John the Beloved, and of all the disciples and of all the human relationships that Jesus had, John was the closest friend of, of Jesus, all right? So he is this one of intimate fellowship with Christ. He was the one that leaned on the shoulder of Jesus at the Last Supper. And John is called the Beloved, and what a better position to convey the truth of ownership, and this is what we find in these particular verses, 
John gives to us the position of Christ and the position of us of, of ownership, of power, of strength, and of knowledge. So John, in this small section of verses, verses 4 through 6, brings to us this, this place of, of ownership where God owns us and we are allowing God to own and a place of possessions where God is there. So as this book, as we said, is written by John, and he, he writes it then for our benefit to help us dispel, push aside our doubts, um, to, build, to build assurances. You know, we would like and, and think that perhaps our, our faith is just something just falls in on us and, you know, we kind of hold on to it. Or like a rope holding on, you know, I got to hold on to this if I let go of it. Well, we build the assurances. The scripture helps us to build things in our life, to build what we believe, to build how we believe things, to understand the character of Christ, to understand what the character of God is so that we can be more receptive to what God wants to do. It's important that we understand. That's why coming to church and pray, reading the Bible and praying and you know, having someone teach and we learn the scriptures because we're learning to build. Just like putting, building a foundation with blocks, with cement blocks and mortar, with bricks and mortar, we are building our faith. It just doesn't fall out of heaven. We build it. We hear the truth. We establish the truth of God. And so it helps us to deal with life. And so we, we build the assurances of, of Christ by presenting a, a, a clear picture of Jesus. That's what John does. And I'm, I always like the scripture when he talks about that I beheld him. That John says, I, I beheld God. And I be, you know, the, the technical terms and so on. It's like John is saying, I held God. I hugged God, my friend. I hugged him, and he was God. And, you know, and, and, the, and the difficulties that John goes through and the way that John handles difficulties and his, his peace and his assurance and his demeanor and how he approaches life and all the difficulties of life, he comes back to that understanding, I held God, and he held me. So, in, in presenting the scriptures, he presents to us a clear picture of Christ. And John, who has seen and heard and touched Jesus, he says, he, you know, and, and that John who saw Jesus die, who met Jesus arisen from the dead, who saw him ascend into heaven, it is John then who enjoyed this fellowship with Christ, after he had died and ascended to heaven, John enjoyed this fellowship with Christ. So this is the guy who writes these verses. This is the guy who pens these verses by the inspiration of the scripture. And he begins by saying, my dear children. My dear children. Now, he's writing to believers. Okay? He's writing to us. Um... We are, and he's declaring to us the position we have in Christ. So when Christ thinks of us, 
He thinks of us as his dear child. So we become that dear child by believing, by confessing our sin and asking Christ to forgive us and live within our heart. We also have to realize we did not find God. God found us. While we were yet in sin, Christ died for us. So God believes in us, so much so that he will remove every obstacle in our life that comes between us. He who did not commit any of these sins removes all of those sins to to open up the access that we have to God. And he says, my dear children. So John is conveying to us the attitude of Christ, the attitude of God. My dear children. <laughs> John 1.13, which is another scripture, says, We did not become his children in any human way, by any human parents, or any human desire. We were born of God. So whenever we think of this relationship that we have with Christ, it isn't one that we establish. God has established it with us. And we have to give approval. But we were not born of, God. We were not born of man. We were born of God. <laughs> and, and Revelation talks about how only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life will enter into heaven. So there are two books. Okay, We're establishing something here. One, that we are his children. As his child, we have privileges. Okay? We have privileges. And one privilege that we have is that our name is written in God's book, the Lamb's book of life. Now, at the end of life, at the end of the world as we know it, the books will be opened. And our name, because we have Christ in our heart, my dear children, is written in God's book. And every name that is written in that book that has asked Christ as their, for, asked for Christ to be their Savior, our names are written by him in the book. And that book, we gain access to heaven. Now, in that book, <laughs> everyone, everyone um, every deed that we've ever done is going to be written there. But... Okay, We say, well, we're not saved. We didn't get our name in the book by our deeds. Correct. Well, our name is in the book because of Christ and that because Christ is our Savior, we have good deeds that follow us. Okay? So, my dear children, I want you to know something. Ready? My dear children, I want you to know something. You belong to... God. Now in the expanded version, it says you belong to and are from God. Okay. Think about that. You belong to God. Not only do you belong to him, you are from him. Right? While you were yet in your mother's womb, he formed you. Before the foundation of the world, before there was any aspect of creation, of bringing this planet into, into being, God knew who you were and who you are before that moment of time ever started. Before time ever began, 
you were thought of by God. When Jesus was dying on the cross, he was dying for our sin. So whenever we look at this, you belong to God and you are from God. Now, this is where the whole sermon was born out of this next section, this, this, this area here. When we pray, okay, when we pray, we found out in our Sunday school lesson when Jesus, there was, he healed the three blind individuals, and the, the one blind Bartimaeus, I think it was blind Bartimaeus, he says, what is it that you want? Now, he was a beggar, and they brought him to Jesus, and, you know, he, he, went, he called out to Christ, brought him to Christ, and he asked them the question, what do you want? Now, blind Bartimaeus could have said, I want money. I'm a beggar. I have nothing. I need some money. But blind Bartimaeus says, I want to see. And Jesus says, your faith has healed you. Go. We, are, we have to be specific. And whenever we say, and this is the place here, Whenever we pray, who are you praying for? You praying for yourself? You praying for your parents, your children, your friends, your relatives? Who are you praying for? Now, we write their name in and we say, my dear children, okay, you and I and the people for whom we pray, we are embracing what the word is telling us. You are from God. Well, they're not serving God. Don't, doesn't, okay. God has given to every man the breath of life. Everyone who's alive is here by God's grace. Every person has a measure of faith. Every person has, an, has a place in their life that only God can fill. Every person has a need for God. And what happens is we came from God and that's why that need is there. Now some people choose to use their belief to not believe. Not to believe in God. But that's still belief. They choose to believe in themselves. They choose to believe in society. They choose to believe in getting ahead. They choose to believe in whatever. But what I'm saying is I, David, and you can search your name, I, David, belong to God. I, David, came from God. Okay? Now, with that declaration of security, that declaration of knowing that God is in charge, I came from God, and I belong to God. Now, whether you don't believe or whether you do believe, you put their names in there, and then you say... That you, you know, that you, just, you state what the problem is. You state what the need is. I, David, am praying for. And, and see, the reason we say that is because I belong to and I came from God. So, <laughs> do, you, do we accept that? Do we accept the fact that God has loved us before we ever loved him? You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that what you do will bear fruit and it will last. So we have this purpose and we have this place. 
where we are safe, we are secure in the presence of God. And in that place of security and presence, we ask God because of his ownership of us. Let's go on. Um, I think of praying for our children, you know. Uh, I like the idea, our children may have come through you, but they are from God. (laughs) You may have come through your parents, but you are from God. So we may have, uh, think we have ownership of this life, but Paul, calls, Paul says that I am a bondservant of Jesus Christ, meaning that I freely have given up my freedom to become a slave, a servant of Jesus. So every time, so we belong to him. His name is written on our heart. His name, we are in the palm of God, in the palm of, uh, uh, of God's hand, and that He has written us on the palm of His hand. There's a scripture that says that. We write the, the scriptures on our forehead. Why? Because we belong to God. We are His for eternity. And so we be so we are being specific whenever we say we belong to God. I am from God, therefore, evil influences, healing, strength for, get, devil, get your hands off of them because they are gods. I am gods. Now, the text, my dear children, you belong to God and you are from God and have defeated. Okay? Have defeated. The scripture talks about, it's a past tense. You have already defeated the enemies of your life. Well, I haven't run into them yet. Doesn't matter. Christ is the one who has defeated death, hell, and the grave. Satan himself tried to destroy God, couldn't do it. Now, my dear children, you belong to God. You are from God. So we are in this package, we are in this presence of God, and you have already defeated every enemy of your life. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) You've already defeated every difficulty in your life. You have, okay? Have defeated, that's past tense. Have defeated all enemies. It's like David, whenever, you know, David has a slingshot and he goes out and kills Goliath. Later on in 2 Samuel, it says, I have been with you, God talking to to David, I have been with you everywhere you have gone and have defeated, destroyed, cut off your enemies from you or for you. I have defeated your enemies for you. So when we start talking about security, my dear children, you are from God. I have a plan for you. I have a purpose for you. And that any enemy you have already defeated because you are in me, you are my child. No enemy can stand against you. So anything that comes into our life, we recognize it as God's opportunity to do something beyond what we can even imagine or ask or think. Let's go on. My dear children, you belong to God. You are from God and have defeated. You have conquered. You have overcome them. Overcome them? The Antichrist, the false teachers. You have overcome the false ideas 
that, are holding, that is holding your life back. You have already overcome the false concepts that keep you from pursuing what God wants you to do. Because, and the reason you have overcome them is because God's Spirit who is in you. The Holy Spirit, we ask Christ, you know he said about our name being in the Lamb's book of life, when we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. His Spirit comes to abide within us. He lives within us. This vessel is filled with God's Spirit. And God's Spirit is there inspiring our thoughts and encouraging us. You see, um, we have conquered and overcome them, the devil, the evil spirit, the Antichrist, all those who are against Christ. Now, every thought, Bible says, to bring every thought into subjection, meaning that what we think we must, be control, we must control. How many know that your mind has a tendency to wander? What was we talking about? <laughs> what was you say? <laughs> we have a tendency to wander. Even the song <laughs> talked about our, 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 we have a tendency to wander. But every thought that is against God, Antichrist, Every thought that is against God, every person, every spirit that is against Christ is defeated by Christ. You see, that which is against God has already been defeated by God. We then are in Christ, and in Christ. Every evil, every wrong spirit, every wrong thought, whether it's our human nature, our fallen nature, or the devil himself, it doesn't matter. Every one of those things are defeated by Christ. He lives within us, and so we then have to, we're learning how to apply the truth of God's word to the things that we face, to the thoughts that we think to the difficulties that have always caused us to stumble. And that we are never too young and we're never too old, that God is in charge and we are placing... My dear children. Okay, John is telling us this. My dear children, you are from God. Me? I thought it was from you, Mom. <laughs> I thought it was from you, Dad. Well, we, you are our parents, but we came from God. God has a special task for us. God has a purpose for each of our lives. No matter how old, no matter how young, God has a purpose. And we belong to God. And the enemy of our soul, whether it the devil himself, or just people being people, doesn't matter. God protects us. So God is the, the that which is the Antichrist is every person anti-God, against God. Every person, every spirit that is against Christ is defeated by Christ. The false teachers, the false concepts, the, the I can't do it, I'm not good enough, I'm too bad, you don't know what I've done, you don't know what has been done to me. Christ knows. 
Jesus knows. And the word made flesh, the word is in you. And he is the one by the word is conquering. So what are we to do? Embrace the word. John, I beheld him. We behold God every time we embrace the word. Because I am his child. I am from God. All right? Hebrews 10.20 says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith. Let us hold fast what we profess. All right? Now, when we go on with the text, <laughs> hold fast because God's Spirit who is in you. Now, this is where we have to, you know, I belong to God. I am from God. His Spirit overcomes that which is evil, that which is around me. And then he says, hold fast God's Spirit who is in you. See, we don't have to go searching for God. He's already here. <laughs> God, where are you? I'm already here. <laughs> you see, you, that is our salvation. We confess our sins. He enters into our heart. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man opens the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. As we open our heart's door, Christ comes into our life. Well, I'm not perfect. Well, guess what? If you were perfect, you'd be in heaven. So we're just imperfect people learning how Christ has overcome for us. Now, you see, the Holy Spirit who abides in you, <laughs> um, abide means um, to act in accordance with a rule. To abide means to act in accordance with a rule. Okay? What is the rule? Christ is in you. That's the rule. <laughs> God is in you. By my spirit, saith the Lord. <laughs> Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. God helps us to overcome. We'll go on. Because God's spirit who is in you is greater than the devil who is in the world. That which is in you is greater than that which is in the world around you. So all of the influencers that are around us that are anti-God, God has already defeated them. They're already defeated. And so because they have no power over us, over our thoughts, over our outcomes, over where we're going, that's why whenever we pray and we insert our name there, we belong to God. I am from God. And I walk in this position of being in Christ. And I think that's why John, he could, John the beloved, the disciple, he could serve God on the Isle of Patmos where he was sentenced to death. He was sentenced to the death island. No one ever got off that island alive. And on that, in that place, John received the book of Revelation. He never lost his communion with Christ. And he didn't die on that island. The emperor who set him there died. God has a way. So this John was able to live in this understanding that circumstances and outside influences didn't dictate his relationship with God or his difficulties that he faced, how he faced them. So, 
Greater, you see, because of God's spirit who is in you is greater than the devil, greater than any evil, greater than just people. People with foolish ideas. We're able to understand and have a deeper understanding. You see, evil had Jesus killed on the cross and all hell rejoiced. But on the third day, Jesus arose from the dead. He took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. He, you know, and uh, 1 John 1, 4 says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's the King James Version of what we've been talking about. All right? Jesus Christ stomps on, I like that. I wrote that. (laughs) Jesus Christ stomps on, crushes the head of evil. If you want to write the devil a message, put it on the bottom of your shoe. <laughs> I like that one too. I didn't, I didn't make that one up. Somebody else did. So, all right, let's go on here. Uh, five. And they, fallen angels, evil spirits, belong to or are from the world. So that which is born of the spirit of the world are lies, defeat, doubt, discouragement, not possible, not good enough, past sins, failures, mistakes. (laughs) All of those things may have truth, may have truth about them. I may have done or may have been there. I may have had them. They may have truth about them, but they have no power. There is no power in them. Okay? We have to remember that our sins and our failures, there may be truth about our failures, but there is no power in them to influence where we are going. Those things are washed in the blood of Christ. They have now have a new outcome. They, there now is a new destiny. There is a now a new relationship that we have with God that no matter what has happened, it's been washed. But it's still here. It doesn't matter if it's still here. It matters that it's been washed and cleansed and now it has a new destiny because Christ then has taken it and rearranged it. Do not, do not betray, do not defeat your prayers by trying to remember what was wrong. That's not from God. God doesn't bring that up. He says, you belong to me. You've come from me. And I have a purpose for you. And they, the fallen angels, evil spirits, belong to, are from the world. So what, so what they say is from the world, and the world listens to them hears them and obeys them. But, not us, that's verse 5, verse 6. But not us, why? But we belong to. There again, John is saying, we belong to. God has ownership of you. Ownership, whose you are. You are from God. You belong to God. God holds this truth Uh, over us and in us and he repeated over and over by John for emphasis 
You belong to God. He's trying to emphasize by repeating this. It isn't like he forgot and he wrote it again. He's emphasizing to us, you're not your own. You've been bought with a price. You belong to me. All right? So those who know God, listen to, hear, and obey him. Obey Christ. But those who are not from God, there are people who do not listen to the word of God and what's going to happen to them. They do not obey the disciples. They do not obey what the word of God says. John uh, 15, 16 says, You did not choose me. (laughs) I chose you. Okay? And I gave you this work. I gave you this appointment, meaning here, our life, to go and produce fruit and that your fruit will last. Then the Father will give you anything you ask for in my name. (laughs) Okay? What are we praying for? Whose you are? You are God's. And the, the, the last part of the text says, That is how we and I, you and I, know and recognize the spirit that is true and the spirit that is false. Because we know that God is about building up our faith. He's about us embracing the word. It's about us being strong in the power of his might and by us remembering and embracing. All right? Remember, Verse 4, my dear children, you belong to and you are from God. So who is it that belongs to God? So when we pray, who is it that belongs to God? You are from God. And you, David, are from God. You belong to God. And then if we belong to him, you can ask whatever you will. And it will be done for you. Why? Because we believe. If you have enough faith to ask, you have enough faith to receive. My dear children, you come from God and belong to God. You have already won a big victory over those false teachers. For the spirit in you is far stronger than anything that is in the world. These people belong to the Christ-denying world. They talk the world's language and the world eats it up. But we come from God and belong to God. Anyone who knows God understands us and listens. The person who has nothing to do with God will, of course, not listen. This is another test for telling the spirit of truth, which is the spirit of, and from the spirit of deception. Here we are. (laughs) So what is the spirit of truth? Christ died for us. He lives within our hearts. We know that we are from God. We belong to God. And as that child of purpose, I called you, for a purpose, that your life would bear fruit and that you would be able to ask what you need in my name and I will do it. Why? Because you're my child. My dear children, you belong to and you are from God. Now, let's go and bear fruit. Amen. (laughs) Let's stand. Father, we thank you that you have heard our prayers. God, I pray you have established 
your word in our heart and established us in your word. I pray, God, that your, your life and your love will continue to flow through us. And Lord, we, we know that you care for us more than we will ever, ever imagine. And God, you're caring. God, you will supply every need according to your riches and glory. Help us, O oh God, to ask nothing wavering, but deliberate and straightforward as your child, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Go forth and bear fruit. <laughs>